Hello and welcome to Yvette Adventures, the life of a woman in search of a meaning where everything is spontaneous, confusing, and just a little crazy. On today's episode, we're just going to talk a little bit about life. Obviously, life, it's happening right now as we speak, but the unexpected part of life, the life that wasn't supposed to happen the life that just kind of sprouted out of nowhere life i could probably talk about this for several sessions but surprisingly enough this is kind of not really where i would like to be for like a mid-season um like i say kind of not really but It's funny because I've looked at my life, I've evaluated it so many times to where it stops becoming my life and it almost feels like a story, a a movie plot. Like I'm pretty sure if one day I were to say, you know what, I'm going to write a book about my life, someone would say, you know what, this would make a freaking fantastic movie. It would go right up there with movies about sick kids who had it super hard and maybe they found love or maybe they got to the better part of their life. Like, you know, you look at John Green's Faults in Our Stars she was sick and ill and oh my god she thought she was dying and then she met the love of her life and turns out she got to live past him sorry if anyone hasn't even watched fault in our stars i just ruined it for you but it's really old now so if you haven't watched it what the fuck are you doing (laughs) um but you know i just i've really thought about my life just this week so for my masters um, two of my classes one of them being a psychology class and one of them being like a mission statement understanding organizational culture I guess is what we'll say and I have like term papers research papers whatever you want to call them for the end of the semester and for the one, uh, the the mission statement-based class that I'm doing, I needed to find a research paper and basically talk about how something I could create, like an organization that could really aid in so-and-so research. That research paper is actually on something that I've related to really, really deeply just within the last, let's say, four or five years. And it's life skills. Now, I'm not talking about life skills like communication and life skills like knowing how to eat properly or something. I'm talking about the real life skills. What the hell are taxes? What the hell is your credit? How do you find it out? How do you apply for a mortgage? How do you buy a house? Like all these things that you sit there and wonder why the hell weren't we taught this in high school why wasn't it like a prerequisite for you to graduate like you had to take 
this certain course or A, B, and C courses that talked all about this stuff. Like, I took an economics course in high school. I mean, you know, it was part of the curriculum that I had to take. And that teacher, all he wanted us to know was that the United States is in so much debt. And he would pull up the world debt clock and (laughs) he would show us how much the United States government is in debt. And, you know, we were just like, oh my God, that's so much. And every day it was like, oh my God, that's so much. And oh my fucking God, it was, it, it is so much. But I didn't learn a single thing about how to file my taxes or be better at saving money and budgeting and, you know, thinking about if I apply for a credit card, how to manage that and pay for it and all the other things that you would think would come in economics because, duh, the economy. And I, I didn't learn anything. And then you take other required courses like PE, health, um, BIM, speech. Uh, Some of them have real life, real life skills uh, in there, you know, like BIM. Like I know how to use Microsoft Word, Excel, and PowerPoint. And just recently until I started my master's, you know, uh, Eastfield when I did community college, sort of used it. It sort of kind of went in between that and Google, utilizing, you know, the Google PowerPoints, Google Slides, Google Docs. Um, And then when I went to commerce, they only stuck with Google because the, I guess, student email, the server that they had was strictly Google. So you could do everything on Google and it be linked to your student account. So, you know, luckily I knew how to use that and now I'm continuing to use it. But even like in corporate jobs, most of them use Microsoft to be their one and all, uh, I don't know, server in which they can create documents and PowerPoints and Excel sheets, blah, 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 blah. So I am basically trying to research what programs are out there that advocate for these real life skills in which, you know, students can at least get out of high school. Let's say a student doesn't go straight into college. You know, they go into the real world um, straight out of high school. They have no idea how to do their taxes. They have no idea how to file for a loan if they wanted to get an apartment or what credit is. Or maybe that was just me. You know, my parents, they didn't really tell me anything. And I guess I am partially to blame there too because I didn't Google it or YouTube it or even try and discover what it was. I just figured I would get to that part in my life when I got to it. And... The truth is, I would have really loved utilizing something like a program that I'm talking about, you know, whether it be a class that is implemented into the curriculum or, you know, something that really just dives deep into here are life skills. And let's just say not every student that is required to take this course 
actually pays attention because, you know, it's, it's high school. I'm sure there are plenty of kids that do not give a damn about what they're learning. But, you know, it's nice to think that you gave them the opportunity, they choose not to use it or, you know, not pay attention, then that be it. But, you know, a course like that could really make or break how the person continues to see their life, you know, that that would be the perfect time to start talking about your resume. How do you want to develop your resume to continue to, you know, make it look really neat, really nice? How do you apply for jobs? Like all these just different life skills that yes, college has definitely made it a opportunity option for me. But this is where it gets real. Not everyone goes to college. So what happens to those people? And that's just one essay and it needs to be like six to eight pages. I've only touched it barely. (laughs) And what I mean by barely is like not enough. It's due by the end of this month, let's just say. And I'm not ready for it. But that's just one of them. The second one Um, I had one to two options. I could either rewrite or re-talk about my first topic, my first, uh, term paper, which was on normalizing, um, an allotted amount of days to be provided for like mental health days off, um, You look at, you know, schools and corporate jobs and corporate settings, and there's not really anything that says, hey, it it doesn't count as sick time. It doesn't count as, or I guess technically it could count as personal time, but, um, you know, this is going to be a reasonable amount of days, however many it is, and that can be your mental health days. In the career world, you just take PTO, personal time off, and nobody questions it. Um, but you're only allotted a numbered amount of sick days and you're only numbered an allotted amount of PTO days or PTO hours. So really just for the corporate setting, it's more like specifying that, you know, the PTO can be used for mental health. But like in schools, I remember being sick all the time. I mean, between hospital visits and doctor appointments and it was it was tiring and I'm immune compromised and so I missed so much school especially like my senior year it was to the point where I had to make up hours um because you know the state says you have to go an x amount of hours and I was below it and so I had to start making it up towards the end of my senior year but you know it It would have been really nice to sit back and say, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Mentally, I'm unstable. Emotionally, I'm unstable. And I needed a breather. And I didn't have that. I mean, I was really, really involved in high school. And that was the only way. Thinking on it now, and this is where I start to evaluate. Thinking on it now... I'm like, oh my gosh, that explains everything about my personality. But maybe it was almost a trauma response for me. Like, without being super, super busy, 
that gave me time to sit there and think on my emotions, think internally, think mentally. And I just, it was too much for me. And so I said, I need to stay busy, busy, busy. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that, that was the case. But so, yeah, so I could have either retyped, rewrote, revamp, whatever that, or start on a whole new subject. And I was like, you know what? I kind of don't feel like writing 17 pages on a subject I have already talked about in which I'm basically just going to say the same shit. Like, oh yeah, mental health days off are important. Everyone deserves them. Blah, 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 blah. So I was like, what's a new topic I can talk about? And the only thing that made sense in my head because I am mentally unstable was to take everything that we've learned as far as the psychology theories and use them towards a real life example. Now, I don't think I specified this to my teacher or really anywhere in the bits that I do have written, but I'm going to be evaluating myself starting from before I was born to when I was born to where I am now, the evaluation of my whole personality. Now, this has been haunting me for the past two weeks. And honestly, I think it's putting me in an episode. I can't tell if it's a depressive one or if it's like what it is like it's almost so confusing what it is because I sit here and I think about it all the time like oh my gosh like yeah what I just said I kept myself so busy it could have been a trauma response really quickly like yeah no my shit was fucked up oh my fucking god how did I do it thinking on it now I'm currently working 28 hours in the span of seven days technically six because Saturdays doesn't count. I am taking two courses, two master courses, and finding time to do homework, work on this, my podcast, find time for me, me time. And I can't imagine putting myself through through you know the classes and extracurriculars and you know I I used to be in yearbook in high school and I went to all the games the football the soccer the baseball I mean I was taking pictures my photography business it's 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 you know it it was a lot I was a lot I I don't think I've ever met anyone as busy as I was in high school There's maybe one other person who kept themselves as busy, but even then I beat them in my busy schedule by like two extra things that they weren't in. And so, you know, I have understood that this topic may not have been the best for me, but I'm kind of just rolling with it now. It is also due at the end of the month. But it's really had me thinking. And this is something that I've thought about for years now. Life. The things that when you were younger 
or a lot of people because you know i'm 22 when i say younger they mean oh my younger younger self yes my younger younger self i'm talking about like 10 years ago me when i was geez 12 and what i thought my life was going to be where i thought i was going to be going to college or what state i was going to be in i have never felt at home here in texas um I just, I don't know. I've lived here basically my whole life and it just didn't make me excited to come home. You know, like when you go on vacation and you've been gone for however many days and you're like, oh my gosh, I miss my bed. I miss my home. I miss everything about my hometown. I don't get that. Maybe I'll like miss the people here and, you know, I've got my dog. So it's like, oh my God, I miss my dog. But other than that, I have never found a connection here in the the dfw area really and so you know 10 years ago let's actually let's not even go back that far because 12 i'm still a minor i mean let's just go back um four years ago 18 uh i just had like a really big medical incident happened to me and I was about to graduate high school um and I honestly just didn't know what to do with that you know I had already applied to colleges and I really didn't know if I was going to be able to make it through college like not that the incident really affected me and I say that so lightheartedly just because I I like to think now that it didn't affect me so much but it it really did like emotionally and mentally and physically for sure and I just I don't know I told myself I wasn't going to go to real college. I was going to go to community first and see how I did. And it was like nothing had changed. I was right back on track, staying busy, staying busy, staying busy. And, you know, I told myself, I was like, gosh, you know, I, I'm going to, you know, graduate college and then I'm going to move out of my parents' house and maybe I'll move to New York because I've always been in New- in love with New York. Uh, I'm pretty sure if anyone is listening, my New York Glow episode, which was episode three, I talked very, very much about how I've always been in love with New York. I mean, you watch so many movies and I can name like five at the top of my head, whether they be rom-coms or... Um, coming of age movies uh it's mostly mostly rom-coms i love rom-coms um that are based in new york and you're just you're so in awe of this ginormous city and even before i physically stepped in new york like took my took my first steps off of laguardia in laguardia airport and actually felt the ground in New York I was in love and so I always told myself I was going to move there I I knew 
for sure, without a doubt, I was going to move there. Well, I graduated college (laughs) and then I decided to go get my master's. And that's because I had no clue what I was going to do with this degree. Now, granted, the pandemic happened, COVID-19 happened. And so for journalism and the multimedia industry, everything was kind of down. I wasn't able to fulfill a lot of things that I really wanted to try and do. And I, I was like, wow. I, I, I just did not know what to do. So I did the next best thing, which was keep myself busy with more school. And now I am at the point in the spring, I will be halfway through my program, which is really great because it, it will have only taken like, like, yeah, two years, but in two years to finish a whole nother degree which is what I wanted because you know in my head I was like I would be first generation within my whole family like I'm talking dad side mom side extended everything to not only get a bachelor's but to get a master's and being Latina I think it's like less than three percent of Latinas go and get their master's which is uh, an insane low amount and so I don't like to represent as a Latina very often I don't like speaking Spanish I like Mexican food I hate Spanish music it's it's I don't know it's so weird because like the songs that I've heard throughout my childhood with like my family I hate it the second I hear samba, the second I hear, you know, like, um, this is going to be a terrible example, but like in the Heights, like all that culture that's supposed to come from the Dominican Republic, the Cuba, it's, it's, uh, Puerto Rico, it's just, it's whimsically beautiful to me. The second I hear Tejano or, uh, I think it's called rancho music. I, I break down. I don't, I don't like it. I personally just don't find the connection to it. And maybe it's, it's the way I was brought up. Who knows? But I've never felt interconnected with being, um, Hispanic. And so it's one of the few things I can be like, yeah, I'm a proud Latina. Um, and so I don't know. And now, you know, with me finishing up my master's, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? And it's to the point where I'm debating about getting a PhD. It is so crazy because, you know, I'm like, ah, yeah, PhD. I could be Dr. Ventura because that's my last name. My, you know, <laughs> yes, I've I've heard all the Ace Ventura jokes and there's Ventura Drive and Ventura Lane. There's all these streets named after my last name. And it's just like, I I would love to be Dr. Ventura because in a past life or in a past time, I did consider becoming a doctor. And it was something I really thought long and hard on. And something I actually learned in psychology 
was all these theories and psychology theories come from these people that went through something horrific, traumatizing, and it inspired them to want to make a solution to their problem, to want to go forward and say, I can fix this or I can do this. I will not be held by A, B, and C. I will conquer A, B, and C and they will be my bitch, you know, however you want to see it. And when I was thinking about being a doctor, I told myself, I was like, I don't think I could live in the four walls of what is a hospital. I don't think I could aid someone who has had it hard like I did or even worse. I, and I guess that was the part of me that just was terrified but getting a PhD and still being a doctor is still pretty cool too. My mom has joked around saying that, oh, don't be like um, Ross from Friends where, you know, they're at the hospital and they're like, oh, yeah, a doctor's something. And Ross is like, well, I'm a doctor. And Rachel's like, you're not that kind of doctor or whatever the scene was. I need to watch Friends again. Because, yeah, I don't, I, I briefly remember it I've only watched it once in its entirety and you know I'm thinking about it and it was something that my best friend actually said the other day because um you know I I took my very best friend to New York and she hated it oh she okay rewind she hated it prior to the trip Like her memory of it when she first went, which was her junior year, my sophomore year, it was horrific. Like everything that could go wrong went wrong and she didn't like it. She didn't enjoy it. Taking her this time around and rediscovering the city, the city that I love through my eyes, through food, through culture, through sights and parks and everything in between she fell in love and it's to the point where she told me she wouldn't mind moving there which is so funny because when me and her first started becoming friends I was like I really want to move there and she's like but I'm gonna miss you and now it's like dude we should move to New York and I'm like dude you're fucking crazy (laughs) and she said something she was like you know what if and she goes "Mm, you know you can freak out or say what you want after I say it but what if you get a PhD in New York from NYU Columbia or whatever other school is there and I looked at her and I said oh my fucking god no I said don't tell me that that's gonna stay in my head for the rest of my life like I could I could do that I could do that. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh my fucking God. Now it's stuck in my head. And every part of me loves New York. I love it with a passion. And I think if I continue on a PhD route, I'm eventually going to get to a point where I'm like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this. I'm going to be stuck in the same position that I am now. 
having no clue what to do with it, having no idea where to go from there. Like, I think it technically only gets higher, like one more from a PhD. I I could be very wrong. I don't really know what's after PhD. But that's basically all the school. That's 12 years of grade school. That's four years of your bachelor so there's 16 two years of your master's there's 18 and then two more years for your phd there's a full 20 20 years of school and i just don't know if that'll be worth it i really do want to hope that you know if i put myself out there if i start applying myself into careers that I think I'll love, then hopefully something will come up and it'll just come in my way and I'll fall in love with it. I'll fall in love with it and I'll just be amazed at how different my life is going. And I guess that's where I'm going at is that, you know, it. I don't know what's going to happen in the next two, four, five years, 10 years. I would love to say that I am going to stay here in Texas. There's maybe one really good reason why I would stay here. And yes, it is a person. And yes, it is the love of my life. And I wouldn't mind staying here for him. You know, we were talking. He's, he's really, (laughs) he's, uh, he's really special to me. And I know the thing is, don't obsess over a guy to where you alternate your dreams and hopes for him, but it's not even dreams and hopes that I have for New York. I've I've been wishy-washy about moving to New York and just leaving everything behind, but it's like this life I want to have. I really hope that he's in it and he's a part of it. And right now, he's limited to how much he can be a part of, but even that, I would take that over nothing. And so, you know, I pray and I say to the universe, please just like send me a sign. Tell me like, hey, like, yeah, New York's not for you or hey, New York's for you. Have him come with me or, or you know, I stay here, whatever, you know, the, <laughs> the universe is going to take me. I'm just I hope that that's that that's a smart move. But on that note, I actually have a movie quote for you all. I know I have been um, skipping out on movie quotes for the last two episodes. So I hope you enjoy this movie quote. I loved talking. If anyone is listening, feel free to hit me up on my Instagram and leave a comment on any of my pictures and or DM me. Thank you. Bye. Marty, we all have to make decisions that affect the course of our lives. You've got to do what you've got to do. 
i've got to do what i've got to do